Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger, put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader broadcasting on the Red Future Radio Network. Very excited to be joining you today as we are broadcasting. For the first time for a full week in a long time, because it it seems like that at least. A lot of news to get to. Breaking as we begin the program tonight. The Senate has passed the gay bill, the, the gay marriage bill. Um... By a vote of 61 to 36, the Senate passed H.R. House Resolution 8404, Respect for Marriage Act, as amended. GOP yeses include Blunt, Burr, Capito, um, Collins, Ernst, Lumens, Murkowski, Portman, Romney, Sullivan, Tillis, and Young. Sass, Toomey, and Warnock notably did not vote on that bill. This bill was going to pass either way, and as I'm literally happening right now as we talk. My phone's blowing up with Washington Post, Fox News, CNN, all reporting on this because it's the big news. The Senate decided that this bill, which was this decision made by the Supreme Court like 10 years ago, is important to codify now because Clarence Thomas said, oh yeah, we should probably look at it every now and again. Reconsidering something every now and again. That, that's the problem. That, 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 that's a problem with the Senate. So they passed that bill if that's important to you. Um, I, I didn't like it. It tried to take away religious freedom. will probably uh, end church tax-exempt statuses in one way or another. I'm not a fan of the bill at all. I'm very disappointed it passed, especially with so many Republicans' support. But, you know, it is what it is. We're going to hop in here. To news that's not political before we begin the program. But I also want to say, later in the program today, we are going to 
do our anti-LaRose dissertation. So if you haven't heard me talk about this, uh, Frank LaRose is planning on running for Senate in 2024 for uh, the open seat, the Republican seat. Or not really open, but against Sherrod Brown running for U.S. Senate. And I don't think he should. And I'm going to tell you why I don't think he should on the program tonight in our probably third or fourth segment, so make sure you stay tuned for that. We might go longer on the podcast and on the radio, so if you miss that on the air, make sure you go to the podcast and listen. If you're listening on the podcast, stay right here. But I need to play this for you because America, under Joe Biden, has done something good for one time. In a long time, they've done something good. This is a terrible recording. Why do I not have the other one saved? Anyways, it's a terrible audio recording of this song, but it is what it is. All right, USA soccer, not football, but soccer, beats Iran or Iran or whatever you want to call them. One goal to zero goals during the World Cup transitioning, I believe, the top 16. So I'm very excited for that. Let's go, America. Let, let, let's go, Republican or not Republicans. I'm reading about Republicans right now. Let's go, America, for winning this game against Iran, getting them out of there. Um, so, so that's that's kind of important news in, in the country right now is that World Cup. So if you're if, if you are a soccer fan, you're probably not listening to this program because we all know soccer fans are a little uh, fruity. But if you are a soccer fan listening to this program, congratulations to you. <laughs> All right, let's hop into this. So the biggest news over the weekend, and actually right around Thanksgiving, and I, oh, by the way, I hope you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving, fantastic uh, holiday with your family, uh, just thanking the Lord for being here and, and being thankful. So Trump had a dinner. Big whoop. Who attended that dinner is the big whoop. Uh, all right, so Trump had a dinner with Ye, also known as Kanye West, um, and Nick Fuentes. And I'm saying this slow because I want to just kind of think as I talk, which is unusual for me. I usually just talk, but because I have to say this carefully, because if you say one wrong word about the wrong people, about they, then they will take you down. So, so let me let me start with this. I'm, I'm going to just kind of read part of this from the Washington Post. Former President Donald Trump dined with far-right activist Nick Fuentes and hip-hop artist Ye at his Mar-a-Lago resort in Palm Beach, Florida earlier this week, drawing intense criticism for associating with two figures who have promoted anti-Semitism and hate. All right. I'm not going to say that some things Nick Fuentes has said could be seen as anti-Semitic. It's true. A lot of the things he said has could could be considered that. Um, but it's not a a, a take down him thing. It's not a, a destroy this kid thing. And a lot of what he said on his live stream, I don't agree with, disavow. But he's not wrong in the fact that we need to stop giving so much money to Israel. He's not wrong that we need to put America before Israel. He's not wrong in that aspect. And I'm not afraid to go on here and say he's not wrong in that aspect. I don't care if it was Ilhan Omar saying we shouldn't give billions and billions and billions of dollars to Israel. I would agree with Ilhan Omar. And I'm not afraid to say that. I'm not a 
pure partisan in the fact that I'm not going to support someone because they agree with me on one issue. I'm not going to vote for Ilhan Omar because she thinks that we shouldn't give billions and billions and billions to Israel. But that's what this kid is attacked for, and he said more things than that. He's gone a little more extreme. He's not a good figure by any means. I wouldn't associate with him. I mean, I have his hat. I have his America First hat. I think the America First hat is pretty cool, the blue and everything like that. But, but I'm not. I'm not going to go out there and say I support Nick Fuentes and I support everything he stands for because that's just not true. I, I don't support anything anyone stands for completely, 100. percent But according to Trump, or advisor to Trump, privately acknowledged that the decision to host a Tuesday dinner just one week after Trump launched his re-election bid was a significant concern. One described it as hor- horrible, and the other totally awful. But I want to kind of tell you who these people are. And I'm not going out here and saying that I hate every single thing about Nick Fuentes. Every single thing about Ye. Everything, every single thing about Milo, uh, whatever his name is. Um, but Because that's not true. I don't, I don't hate everything these people say. Some things on, on the, the pure ground level of it when it comes to Israel, when it comes to, to these, these other countries... He's not wrong, and I stand by his message of America first. I don't think he should be canceled off of every platform because you don't agree with every issue. But this is a problem for me, and I, I, wanna, I want you to listen to this from Timcast. It's been extremely unfair to you. I think. Who is they, though? We can't say who they is, can we? I'm not using the, I don't use the word as the, as the way I guess you, you guys use. I'm, I'm talking it is about them, it. though, isn't it? I mean, because, <laughs> no. and, and because when you think <laughs> about it, consider it. In 2018. What do you mean it's not? It, what, what do I mean? Like, uh, uh, okay, so how about. Are you leaving? Are you afraid of the press? He's gone. I'll say it right now. Um, you, guys, I, I, you guys want to bring that stuff up? And then I think we're not going to have a conversation. Like, like have the discussion. Like you, you think Ye's going to come in here and say. Here's my pain. Here's my suffering. I'm gonna say I hear you, and then he's gonna say, and it was Jewish people, and I'm gonna be like, okay, but don't you consider? So I'm not gonna do this. I, I, I refuse. Go, uh, Been extremely unfair to you. That's the clip. Uh, clip by Greg Price of what's his company, X Strategies. So I'm not gonna go out there and say that everything that they say I disagree with. But the problem with these people, and there is a problem with them, is that they refuse to debate their ideas. Nick has done that on, on multiple occasions. I've seen them. Uh, yay won't. Milo just leaves. And I don't like Milo for other reasons. And I'm not trying to make enemies here. I'm not trying to make friends here. I'm, I'm simply telling you the truth. But at this point, you can't say these people are representing Donald Trump. Trump had one dinner, a very short dinner in his own words. And now Mike Pence is calling for him to be completely eradicated from the Republican Party. Um, Mitch McConnell is calling for the same. Uh, let's hear here. Uh, Mitch McConnell Tuesday today said that uh, he condemned Trump for his dinner with uh, Ye and Nick Fuentes, saying anyone meeting with individuals uh, with views of anti-Semitism or white supremacy is highly unlikely to ever be elected to president of the United States. Ye, or Trump responded to McConnell and to Fox News, saying a loser for our nation and for the Republican Party. Um, if... He said he told Fox News Digital that he did not know white nationalist Nick Fuentes and had ex- had he expressed his views during the dinner, their very quick dinner, it wouldn't have been accepted. Listen, you can think what you want, and you can support who you want. I've sat down and had dinner with many people I disagree with. I've been to a lot of swamp dinners with the Republican Party of people I didn't agree with. 
That doesn't mean I stick their head on a stake and say, you met with me, you were the worst person ever, or you met with this, I, I met with, with this person, I met with Matt Dolan, I, I didn't actually, but let's say I did. That makes you the worst person ever. It, it's a joke. It's a shame. And I'm sorry, President Trump can meet with whoever he wants. That doesn't change his policy. And that doesn't change the fact that I support Donald J. Trump for president because he is right on the policy. He is right on the core issues, and he is who we need to lead us in 2024. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome to the program. Thank you for being here to the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. We appreciate you tuning in and listening on the Red Future Radio Network at redfutureradio.com. So the MyPillow guy, Mike Lindell, is reportedly going to challenge Ronna McDaniel to be the chair of the Republican Party. All right. I have said on multiple occasions, I believe on this program and on social media, that we need Lee Zeldin, who won us the House of Representatives. We would not have the House and, and have had a Republican House had it not been for Lee Zeldin. Pardon me. We, we, we need to have him as chair. Uh, I, I don't know where the MyPillow guy is going with this, but let's talk about this. Let me see if I, I don't know if I have the clip. I'm just throwing my phone around the place. Sorry about that. Uh, let me play this clip from Lindell Report, uh, 44 seconds long, Lindell TV. Guys, if you if you support me running for against uh, Ron McDaniel, please email me. Um, I'm not going to be able to email you back, but I want to hear. I want to read all this. I want the feedback. I want to know anything you see negative about it. Uh, one of the things I will tell you, um, you know, there was no, there will never ever stop to get rid of these machines and make this the best elections in world history in our country. We we need some, everybody, and I and uh, I would. Uh, I'll step into that if, uh, if God willing. And, uh, and, and look, uh, look, and since we, since I showed you, look, load more comments, boom. And I'm telling you, it, it's just, it's just nonstop coming in. I've never, in two years, I've never seen it like this. That's the clip. And the comments they're referring to as they're scrolling through, I believe, Frank's speech comments, telling people to, or telling, um, I'm sorry, Mike, to run for chair. Um. I'm sorry, no. Listen, I met Mike Lindell. He's a nice gentleman. He speaks well, and he says the right things. He says the right things about the machines, about the about the voting, everything like that. He says the right things. But he is not my guy. He is not the person. When I'm sorry, he, like I said, he's a nice guy. He's got the right ideas. He has a lot to say about the machines. He would be great for a committee member position. Just one out of however many are on the committee. Just kind of just get his head in the door, learn the insides of the committee first, and learn the insides of the party first. Present his ideas through that forum instead of just putting him straight to the chairman position. I believe in most scenarios, or, or pretty much every scenario, the chair of the party should be appointed from within, unless it's someone like Lee Zeldin who won a or lost a very, very, very close race. I mean, that race was Cuomo by 23 in 2018, and now he, he lost by six. That's not to do the red wave. That's due to his personal campaigning and his personal ideas. He is our guy. 
And I believe we need Jeremy Majewski for chair of the Ohio Republican Party. And by the way, speaking of Ohio, we'll, we'll go to the anti-Lerose dissertation in a, just a couple minutes. So, so stay tuned here. But Mike Lindell, and I, I want to play this clip from uh, War Room as well. A minute, 27 seconds, Real America's Voice, War Room. This here is to is uh, 100% all in. I've seen a big, the RNC is one of the most important organizations in our country. And it's sinking. The ship is going down and it needs, you know, it needs a leader and it needs a business leader. It needs someone that knows how to fix things and how to be proactive in moving forward with a change in footprints. Our foot, the footprint of our country has drastically changed it. It's went all over the board. Things that, things that you thought that you could always count on, you can't count on anymore. You can't, you know, and, uh, so, no, this is 100% um, a need. And, and believe me, people came to me. That's what first sparked this. These were big donors. And when the big donors are going to leave, and when the RNC, when you have all its own members going, hey, we want to, um, your, your donors aren't given, and, uh, and, your, and your party is going to crumble. And it, it's already, you can't, if they don't have a plan of, of uh, something different coming in, a different input, you're going to get the same output, Steve. So I say to that, you want you want to make this you you want to succeed, uh, you get you get me elected uh, to the all these states where you know one of those 168 people that I'm going to call each and every one of them and ask them what the problems are and tell them how I'm going to fix it. Um, they, um, it's going to be a uniting. It's going to be a great uniting of our country. I really Would believe you it. So that's that's this, Mike. That's his his take to be chair. And I believe he's right on a lot of the issues. The ship, the ship is sinking. The party is in a, a mismatched position, the worst position it's been in in a long time. And we need a new chair. Listen, Mike Lindell is a very, very polarizing figure. And I know polarization is good, but not here. Not in this position at this time in history. And even if Trump was going to call Mike Lindell, listen to this. Uh, 42 seconds, War Room Pandemic or War Room Battleground? On Real America's Voice. There's no, there's nobody, <clears throat> I think, in this country that's a bigger supporter of President Trump than Mike Lindell and has put his money where his mouth is and his companies where his... And I'm going to pause it. I don't believe he's wrong there. I believe he, he is quite the Trump supporter, but that's not where I, I, I draw the line for chairman. I'm sorry. Uh, war room pandemic. Mouth is and his whole person and being. If President Trump was to call you up today after seeing this and say, hey, Mike, I saw it. I know you. Uh, I love you. You're fantastic. You're a great patriot. But I think you ought to sit this one out uh, for the good of the RNC and the, for good of my candidacy in 2024. What would you say, sir? I would say I'm sorry, sir, but my decision's already been made, and uh, and uh, I prayed about it. And this is God's will, and I'm, this is what I'm doing. And uh, I'm not. And if he believes that, and I want to stop that there. If he believes that's God's will, and that's what he should be doing, then run. But I believe the people will pick Lee Zeldin. And Ron, I, I believe it's ran like the speaker election where they have to have a majority, not a pro, uh, plurality, so they'll keep voting until someone's picked. But we'll see here. And I hope Lee Zeldin runs. He hasn't declared yet. I hope he does not um, cause um, M McDaniel to be reelected. So I want to read this, and I'm not going to read this all because it's insanely long while we're speaking about the party, is, is Ronald McDaniel has announced the formation of a new Republican Party advisory council to inform the Republican Party's 2024 vision and beyond. It includes some non-elected and includes some that are elected. Uh, today, the RNC chairwoman, Ronald McDaniel, saw a, the formation of a new Republican Party advisory council to inform the Republican Party 2024 vision and beyond. 
The individuals will meet regularly with Chairman McDaniel to advise on continuing the success we saw in 2022, such as the continuing party growth with Hispanic, Asian, and black voters. The council will also advise on engaging with suburban women, winning the youth vote, holding big tech accountable, supporting law enforcement, and delivering for Americans of faith. So the list here I see RNC Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel, uh, Senator-elect Katie Britt, Kellyanne Conway, uh, Congresswoman-elect Monica De La Cruz, uh, Congresswoman who, who ran for Congresswoman, uh, Madison uh, Gilbert, Congressman Carlos Gilmez, Congressman-elect John James, uh, Blake Masters, who ran for U.S. Senate, Virginia Attorney General Jason Mayaris, and President Tony Perkins of the Family Research Council, and Congresswoman Michelle Steele. That's their list, their lineup. What I noticed there is, is what they mentioned the Hispanic, Asian, and black voters, suburban women, the youth vote, law enforcement, Americans of faith. What they didn't mention and is what I believe the most important voting block for the Republican Party, is white, straight, white, non-college-educated males. If they can't hold that group, there is no chance for the party. Absolutely no chance for the party in, in 2024 or beyond. If we can't hold the white vote, the straight vote, the non-college-educated vote, and the male vote. That should be our priority, holding that, gaining in these other groups um, minorly. I don't believe the black vote's going to be an insane switch to the Republican Party, as we know. Uh, if you don't vote for Trump, you ain't black. Or if you don't vote for Biden, you ain't black. And especially against quotes like this from the president. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. We've got a lot of work to do on that aspect. I believe someone who should have been added to this advisory board is Mike Garcia. He is incredible. He is absolutely incredible. And that, that quote, that those names I read, was from Alex Salvi from Newsmax. Mike Garcia has mastered the, the game the left plays with voter harvesting, with ballot harvesting, with, with the ground game. He should be our our booklet. If we had a, a guide for new Republican candidates, he should be teaching it. He is the he wanted like a Biden thirteen district, folks. He is incredible, and he won it by three or four points. Mike Garcia is the man. He is the probably the best Republican on campaigning wise in America, and I believe he's got a good shot at if he ever decides to retire from Congress, he needs to stay in the activism. And stay on the ground game. Because he can win. And he's popular. I believe he could win the Senate. I would be a very, very long shot. Republicans would have to invest money in it. But I believe he could win the Senate election in California. Be a risky risky game. But with the ground game he has in his district, he could, he could win anything. He really could. When we return, we have some news about Twitter. And then we're going to move into the anti-Leroy dissertation, as I know you all are very uh, patiently waiting for. GOP Josh, Red Future Radio Network. RedFutureRadio.com, GOPJosh.com, fighting for you, fighting for faith, family, and freedoms on the front lines of the America First movement. GOP Josh, Red Future Radio, right back after this. Stay tuned right here on this channel. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hey, everyone, it's GOP Josh. 
We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash theconservativecrusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. Elon Musk, the people's president, if we're being honest, the president of Twitter, the owner of Twitter. The people have spoken. Musk announces mass amnesty for most banned accounts on Twitter after a new poll. Let's go here. Right button this time. The people have spoken. Amnesty begins next week. Musk posted on the social media site on Thursday before adding the Latin phrase Vox Populi, Vox Die, which translates to Erbdia, which translates to the voice of the people as the voice of God. He announced the decision just over two hours after the poll of the amnesty on the amnesty closed. Um, over 3.1 million people voted in the poll. Musk posted Wednesday with 72.4% voting in favor of general amnesty uh, for accounts that have not broken the law or engaged in egregious spam. Tesla CEO reinstated former President Donald Trump Saturday with a similar poll in which 51.8% of users voted for Trump's reinstatement. Some suspended accounts that can be reinstated include those of Dr. Robert Malone, who was suspended for supposed misinformation, and MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell. We'll see there with that. But I'm proud of, of um, Ron, or not, not Ron, Elon Musk for holding his defense, holding the ground, holding the line in terms of free speech. When he gets threatened to remove, uh, removed from um, Apple and Google Play stores, when they pull their advertising, they st- he stands strong and he stays in the battle for free speech, for your right to speak, for your right to say what you think and say what you believe in America. Is that too fu- is that too much to to ask for? To be have the right to speak in America? This is the United States of America with the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. And it's been a while since I've recorded here, but I still have my Hillsdale College copy of the Constitution here. Is it that much to ask that our big tech companies are held to the same standard as the government when it comes to free speech? Is that too much to ask? That Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peacefully to assemble symbol and a petition the government for a uh, redress of grievances. That's Congress. That stays the same for big tech, for public squares, for those overpowering, overpowering the right of you and I. So congratulations, Elon Musk. Apple has pulled advertising. Apple phone company, Apple um, tech. Elon Musk accused Apple of threatening to block Twitter Inc. from its app store without saying why in a series of tweets on Monday that also said the iPhone maker had stopped advertising on the social media platform. The billionaire CEO of Twitter and Tesla said Apple was pressuring Twitter over content moderation demands. 
The action, unconfirmed by Apple, would not be unusual as the company has routinely enforced its rules and previously removed apps such as Gab and Parler. Parler, which is popular with conservatives, was restored in, uh, on Apple by Apple in 2021 after the app updated its content and moderation po- practices, the company said at the time. Apple has mostly stopped advertising on Twitter. Do they hate free speech in America? Musk, who, wrote, uh, who took the t- Twitter private for $44 billion last month, said in a tweet. He later tagged Apple Chief Executive Officer Tim Cook's account in another tweet asking what's going on here. Apple did not immediately respond to Rutgers' request for comment. It wasn't clear how far up the Apple food chain that this idea went and internally and without knowing that, it isn't clear how seriously to take any of this, said Randall Picker, a professor a professor at the University of Chicago Law School. Um, so yeah, they have stopped advertising. A big whoop, I don't care. And I'm not in the business uh, of Twitter. But your speech... Your right to speak is more important to me than advertising money. And I believe it is to Elon Musk, too, because he, he he has the money to sustain this. They have a plenty of, of Twitter blue, blue check marks going out, including mine. So they're getting plenty of money through through that, that donation process and that subscription process. They're all right. They're all right. I mean, I mean truly, that, that's where they stand. So, whatever. I want to go in really quick just to this um, kind of an information without much of a... a political take on it and I want to get a break early so we have plenty of time to talk about LaRose and if, if LaRose is listening I like you man you're a nice guy but you're just not my guy for the Senate you're not my guy pol- politically you're a nice guy I've enjoyed talking to you and, and meeting you you're not my guy for, for a, a federal office and I wouldn't vote for you so the wife of the Trump special counsel produced a Michelle Obama documentary donated thousands to Biden if you didn't know the um, the Justice Department appointed a, a special counsel in the case of Trump when it comes to investigations uh, to investigate the, pardon me, the documents from Mar-a-Lago. That's a special counsel move now. So uh, that special counsel decided to support Michelle Obama publicly, the, the wife of that, I should say. So that's where we stand with the personally and, and definitely non-political special counsel. So, so, We'll talk about that later. I want to get to this break fast and, and take this break early for this um, dissertation because we can't have LaRose in a position of, of federal power. We can't. And, and I know a lot of people on the right are pushing him. Absolutely not is all I can say. And now I'm going to tell you why. GOP Josh, Red Future Radio Network, redfutureradio.com, not Red Future, but Red Future Radio. I want to clarify that. The Red Future Radio Network is proudly supported by you, and I am proudly supported by you with our Patreon page, patreon.com slash gopjosh. That money all goes back into keeping this program on the air, keeping Red Future Radio on the air. You can also support us at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader. Click on the support button for as low as 99 cents. Patreon is as low as $3 for that program. So if you want to support us there, patreon.com slash gopjosh or anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader to support the program. Our, our voicemail number is 57GOPJosh7, 574-675-6747, 57GOPJosh7. If you'd like to support us there, give us a call. Tell me your thoughts on LaRose or any other news. Any other news? We'll be back Thursday with a brand new episode after the dissertation, of course. And we also have some news to get to um, on Thursday regarding the future of the program. We have rebranding coming out starting the 1st of December. So we just have a lot to get to. I'm talking really fast right now. I want to go to break. But starting next episode, we're rebranding, changing the dates of the show, the time of the show, and everything else regarding that. GOP Josh, right back after this on the Red Future Radio Network. Thank you for listening, for supporting, and get ready to take down Frank LaRose. 
You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hi, I'm Joseph Bausch, CEO of Hydro Communications and The American Perspective. The American Perspective is a new, trustworthy news and opinion organization with the information that you crave. You should visit americasperspective.us to read the news, our analysis, and watch our great lineup of talk shows. Again, that's americasperspective.us, and I'll see you there. This is The Conservative Crusader. What are your thoughts on the on the World Economic Forum, WEF? You probably think it's a globalist psyop of the Republican and Democrats parties to control the government with a one world government because you're right. What if I told you told you an Ohio program, Jobs Ohio, started by LaRose when he was in the state Senate, is a proud example by the World Economic Forum, and it is funded primarily through liquor sales. A lot of those come from House of LaRose, which is LaRose's family's company. That's his ties to the World Economic Forum through Jobs Ohio, which he helped create. And he helps fund through his family's business. Now, what if I told you what? What are your thoughts on on Laro- or on Zuckerberg money for our elections? Zuckerberg money for our Ohio elections. You probably don't like that either. You probably also don't like not following the Constitution. You probably also don't like a lot of things about this guy. You probably don't like his involvement in Ukraine. And, and I want to start by saying this. Personally speaking, I've met Larose a couple times. Every single time I've had a chance to speak to him, he's been a very kind man. This is not personally anti-him as a person. It's anti-his politics and anti-his policies and his way of business. I am not a supporter of Frank LaRose for any office. I believe he should go in back into the private liquor sector. He should not be in the government. He is not my friend with the government. I don't support him in that aspect. That's my right as an American to come on this program and say that. It's his right to possibly refuse interviews or, or come out against me, and that's his right as well. If that, if that happens, that happens. But I'm not afraid to say this because I, I trust you, and I, I, so I believe in you and your idea to come up with this conclusion, but I need you to pre- understand the facts. I really do. So those on, on Twitter pushing LaRose 2024 because he can beat Sherrod Brown. Any Republican in 2024 can beat Sherrod Brown outside of maybe Neil Patel. I mean, really, he's he's on the ballot with, with probably Trump or DeSantis. Either one can get out of Ohio decently well. He's on the ballot with a, a strong Republican for the first time. He's going to lose. He's 74 years, however many years old. And even if we wanted to replace him, replace him with someone 65, replace him with someone 70, replace him not with a 42-year-old with a long political career ahead of him with any pretty much any power he could have imagined. He'll be the next. Um, Rob Portman, 43 years old, I'm sorry. He, I guess he just had a birthday. All right, so World Economic Forum, let's, let's start there, shall we? If you go to WEF, the World Economic Forum, on, on Google or any platform, weforum.org, search House of LaRose. I believe if you search House of LaRose, it comes up on their search panel here. Let, let's search it together. House of LaRose. Let's see if it comes up here. And let's see here. Search it, search it, search it. Does it still come up? I know it came up a, a few days ago. Well, Jobs Ohio. Whoa. Really? Created in 2021 by the, or 2011 by the Ohio State Legislature. Jobs Ohio is a private, nonprofit corporation designed to drive job creation and capital investment in Ohio through businesses attraction 
retention and expansion efforts. Sounds like a good program, right? Jobs Ohio funded. How is Jobs Ohio funded? Solely from the profits on sales of spiritus liquor in Ohio. From the profits of spiritus liquor in Ohio. Top liquor sales company, Ohio. I don't know if it's, oh, it just has the actual beer that's in the actual liquor that's sold. The company, or one of the top companies at least, and sorry about that noise right there. <laughs> the, 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 one of the top companies is House of the Rose, which is, how, which is Frank LaRose's business and his family. So, so that's where we stand there with his World Economic Forum times. That, that's enough for me, by the way, to disqualify him from office. In Ukraine, he has been very pro-Ukraine. Very, 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 very pro our money to Ukraine and supporting Ukraine entirely. And I want to play this clip from NBC4 on uh, with LaRose. WCMH, one minute and two seconds. And finally, I had the opportunity to speak one-on-one with Ohio's top election official, Secretary of State Frank LaRose, who was in Ukraine to observe their 2019 presidential election. Now, that election resulted in the Ukrainian people choosing Vladimir Zelensky as their leader, freely and fairly, Secretary LaRose said he observed. Zelensky now on the global stage as he leads his people in a fight for their sovereignty of their country. One of the major concerns in that election was Russian interference. Uh, Russia had a history of attempting to interfere in Ukraine's election. So that was one of the things that we were on the lookout for uh, specifically in that election. Again, I was happy to say that the people of Ukraine were able to show up in large numbers and, and conduct their election in an honest way in 2019. Coming up here shortly on NBC4 at 5, hear what Secretary LaRose, a combat war veteran himself, has to say about the leadership of President Zelensky during this time. Jennifer and Brad. That's everything that we care about. So he went to Ukraine in 2019 to observe the election, which is his right. I don't think he should have. It's not his job. He's paid by the Ohio taxpayer whether he's here or not, so he shouldn't have done that. But go to Twitter and type from colon Frank LaRose, all one word, and type in space Ukraine. And I'm going to read through some of these for you. A powerful statement of unity against oppression when Russians decide to wear Ukraine colors. NATO can't stand by as the sovereignty of our ally is violated by Russia. America must always stand up to thugs. So Ukraine, uh, NATO should get involved in Ukraine. Fundraising for the people of Ukraine, which is his right. He's playing the same uh, clip that I mentioned earlier. When I observed the Ukrainian election, I saw free people voting for their future. I saw a democratic process resembling the one we cherish. Democracy, rather than an authoritarian chokehold, scares thugs like Putin and must be protected. That's why America stands with Ukraine. We stand with Ukraine. Hashtag Ukraine Independence Day. These business and civ- Oh, that's 2019. Here. The pain in Uvalde. During the Uvalde shooting, this is what he said. A gut-wrenching reminder that evil exists in the world, whether at school in Texas, a subway car in New York, or a city in Ukraine. Americans shed their blood during that school shooting. And I've talked about that extensively. And Frank LaRose is this proud guy that everyone's backing for Senate in 2024. Is out there. On American's dime. On Ohio's dime. Comparing a school shooting. In America. To a war in Ukraine. Stand up to Putin. Stand up to freedom. Um, that, that, that's his Ukraine ties. So he, so he thinks that 
is something happening on the ground in Ohio is equi- or in America is equivalent to Ukraine. He thinks that we should send NATO to Ukraine. And these tweets are all publicly up, by the way, as of right now. I'm actually going to web archive this while we're at it just to make sure it's not taken down. So you can see all the tweets there. That's your guy. That's who you're backing for Senate is a proud, big Ukraine supporter. So so what are your thoughts on, on Zuckerbucks, so to speak? Zuckerbucks. Uh, in, in our elections, in, in that way, you know, how, how Mark Zuckerberg put money into our elections. Ohio officials accepting millions in grants from Facebook founder Zuckerberg to help pay for November's election. Ohio election officials are beginning to receive millions of dollars in private grants funded by Facebook founder and CEO Mark Zuckerberg to help with the upcoming presidential elections. And this is actually just a very short piece, very short piece. So we're taking the money. Ohio, the state of Ohio, led by Frank LaRose, is taking Zuckerberg's money to run our elections. The money that oversaw 2,000 mules happened. The the stolen election happened. This is Ohio. This is Ohio. Frank LaRose is Ohio. This is the Ohio that Frank LaRose has worked in. This is the Ohio that Frank LaRose is involved in. Are beginning to receive millions of dollars in private grants funded by Facebook founder and CEO Mark Zuckerberg. If Frank LaRose had any standing for the for the Constitution, for his job, he would have struck that down immediately. So, we have a month of early voting in Ohio. Unexcused absentee voting, or, or no excuse needed absentee voting in the state of Ohio. Mark Zuckerberg funding our elections using machines that have been connected to the internet. And I want to see if I can find this clip here from my friend Sammy McGuire from the Red Future Radio Network as well. Check out his program. If I come over here, let's see how how long ago this video was. Because, here. Oh, Oh, that's a very, that audio is terrible. You can't even understand that. I'm sorry about that if that hurt your ear or anything like that. But I'm going to try to refresh it and see if it's going to fix the audio. Because I know it wasn't like this before. But he, he just, he flips out on Sam. Here it is. supporter that you'll find, and he'll tell you that those are the machines that he thought were the best ones for his county. The thing about voting machines in Ohio that people need to know is that they are never connected to the internet. And something happened there. Proud Trump Let's start that over, Hal, shall we? He'll tell you that those are the machines that he thought were the best ones for his county. The thing about voting machines in Ohio that people need to know is that they are never connected to the internet. You recording me? Yes, sir. Are we here to do an interview or are we here to talk? Well, is it my freedom to record you? Yeah, it's my okay. freedom to walk away. So well, walk can away. we talk? Why can't, why why? can't be You're the Secretary of State. You can talk with the camera on you. 17 is fine. My tax dollars pay for it. Keep talking. Let's hear about this election. We can be friendly, Sam. You know that? Well, yeah, we can, but you're, you, just, you just confronted me about recording you. No. Okay. It, it, it's normal to tell a fellow human before you start videotaping. You're the Secretary of State. I know my job. You are the Secretary. That, that is one of the highest. Tell me next time you're going to start recording me. All right, buddy? Can I record you, Mr. Relo? You may. Thank you. All right. So the point I'm making is that in Ohio, voting machines are never connected to the SMN. They're tested before each election with a full battery of tests by both Republicans and Democratic election experts. And then we audit each other. It's very hard to hear. To make sure that the results came out accurately. We have a paper trail for every ballot ever cast. Every ballot ever cast has an electronic record so that you can get the results on election night and a paper trail so that we can audit it. 
When we audited the 2020 election, we had a 99.98% accuracy. We counted the paper and we compared it to the electronic record. That's the way Ohio does it. Other states. So that's the end of that clip there. But he refused to be recorded when talking about, or he didn't want to be recorded when he was talking about his election. Sam had to flip out on him, and I'm proud of Sam for that. That's that's why he's my partner. He's he's fantastic. So there's the the results, and we're going to go a little longer. Uh, For our radio audience, thank you for listening today. Listen to the podcast to hear the whole thing. Podcast listeners, stay here. So so they're taking the money from Frank LaRose, or from um, Zuckerberg, right? Now what if I told you that he was behind violating the Ohio Constitution. All right. So he's confident in mail-in voting for the 2020 presidential election. Governor Mike DeWine is. Right behind Frank LaRose. We have to be vigilant. We have a great Secretary of State, Frank LaRose, according to this. Frank LaRose dismissed concerns about mail-in voting being less secure as unfounded. Ohioans trust and embrace vote by mail and absentee vote balloting in Ohio. I believe this year we're going to see the highest percentage of absentee voting we've ever seen. He was behind delaying the 2020 election, the primary election, when the uh, the court said you cannot. Him and DeWine working together said, oh, well, we're going to do it anyway. We're going we're gonna to shut it down anyway. Um, and that's from Rutgers. And I'll link all these in a tweet. But... um. Because that's easier to do than a, a show note. And I'll post that tweet in the show notes to just kind of expand it open. The coronavirus prompts Ohio to postpone the primary election despite judges' refusal. Ohio will postpone Tuesday's presidential nominating election despite judges' refusal to shut it down, setting a public health emergency caused by the threat of the coronavirus, Governor Mike DeWine said on Twitter. So he shut down our election, delayed them without the court giving him permission to, set a second primary date in 2022 for the August special election primary, a date that was not set by the General Assembly for that election because he could not draw competent maps enough to to satisfy Maureen O'Connor, which I'm not happy with, but enough to satisfy Maureen O'Connor. And now he's going out there and wanting to go to a higher office. Now, I don't know if this is enough to convince you. If not, please call in and tell me what I could say. (laughs) 57GOPJosh7, email me, josh at gopjosh.com. But he's just, he's, he's not our guy. He is not the person to be presently and in front of a national audience representing Ohio. He's Rob Portmanish through and through. He's just, he's not a good guy. He's, he's not good on the issues. He's just not. I, I'm sorry, I, I can't say more right now. I, I'm working on gathering more. I'm going to write a big extensive piece for the American perspective about it. But he's just not our guy for the Senate. And we can't send this guy to the U.S. Senate to represent Ohio. Who should we put up there? I don't know yet. I know Bernie Moreno's thinking about running. Uh, Mike, uh, Matt Dolan, I'm sorry, is planning on running, thinking about running, or he's pretty much announced. I don't want Matt Dolan either. And I can do one of these for Matt Dolan, too. I can do this for anyone in the primary so far out of the list. We need someone strong, a strong conservative. I know I I have someone that I'd like to see run. We'll talk to Sam about that. I I want to do a special with Sam pretty soon about this race. But we cannot have Frank LaRose, the Ohio Secretary of State, as our next U.S. Senator from Ohio. Thank you for uh, subscribing to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. For the Conservative Crusader, fresh new brand starting on uh, Thursday. So if you see that, don't be alarmed. Same great program, just a, a new look. And that is our Frank LaRose dissertation. Do not vote for Frank LaRose. GOP Josh. 
Red Future Radio Network, GOPJosh.com. I'll talk to you all on Thursday and stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. 